This is the day that the Lord has made.
person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them to the poor and for the sojourn. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired servant shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. singing in the Alleluia verse. Teacher, 
What shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to them, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to them, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell on robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring out oil and wine. Then he sent, sent him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him. And whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell on the robbers? He said, The one who showed you mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This time, the baby can be seen. We invite the youngsters, the congregation, the visitors. Come forward to the children. Teachers and pastor and vicar, 
country and the leaders in our state, the leaders in our town, all the people that are in authority that we can pray for. And then we have the ring finger. No, that's supposed to be your weakest finger. So you can remember to pray for people who are weak, people who are sick, people who are going through hard times. Do you ever get frustrated? Feel like, ah, oh, why is this happening to me? Sometimes we feel so weak, right? And that's when God tells us He is strongest when we are weak. And then we got, then we got the pinky. Don't think too highly of yourself, right? So don't forget to pray for yourself too. Your little finger, just a little me. So let's, let's try it. Let's say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the people who love us. Our families and our friends. We hope us stay close to them. We thank you for the people who keep us in line. Teach us your word and keep us in the right direction. Like our pastors and teachers and vicar. We thank you for the people who lead us. Give them your will and keep them strong. Help keep us safe. And be with the people who are sick. And people who are struggling. And we all forget that you are always in our lives. That you are there to protect us. And be with me.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I've heard it said that a good lawyer never asks a question unless he already knows what the answer will be. All right. We see this fail in our gospel reading today. And behold, a lawyer stood up and put Jesus to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Why does the lawyer ask this question? What does he think the answer is going to be? Maybe he's heard that Jesus has great insight into eternal life and he wants to know the secret. Or maybe he's trying to get Jesus to slip up and say something that Jesus' enemies can twist in order to attack him for teaching against Moses. In itself, the question is not well thought out. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? You do something to earn wages. You don't do something to inherit. Inheritance is a gift. Jesus responds to the question with a question. What is written in the law? How do you read it? And the lawyer answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. That's it. That's all you need to do. You just need to perfectly love God and love your neighbor. Jesus turns the question back on the lawyer, who then tries to justify himself and kind of limit the command. He asks, and who is my neighbor? Here Jesus launches, his, launches into the well-known parable of the Good Samaritan. It's a familiar story. We've adopted the term Good Samaritan into regular use. We have Good Samaritan laws that protect people who help strangers. And you know the story. This morning's message is probably just a rerun. Maybe it's a good opportunity to close your eyes and sit back and catch up on a little sleep. But do you know the parable as well as you think? What is the main lesson from the parable of the Good Samaritan? <clears throat> Who is the hero of the story? At first glance, the lesson seems to be to be good, do good, and help others. But is it that simple? Jesus' message to the lawyer is that in order for you to gain eternal life, you need to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. This is an impossible teaching that presents you with an eternal problem. If this is Jesus' lesson, then you are condemned to hell for eternity because you cannot do it. So what is the main lesson of the Good Samaritan? Let's dig in a bit. Who is the hero of the story? Who is the Good Samaritan? In this parable, we have someone who needs to be saved. He's lying naked, beaten, bloody, and helpless by the side of the road. And we have a hero who has compassion, does what needs to be done, and pays the price to save the helpless man. When kids play sports, they will picture themselves making the buzzer-beating three-pointer, the ninth-inning grand slam, scoring the winning goal in the final minute to win the championship and be the hero. It's nice to be the hero. It would be nice to be the hero of this parable, the one coming to save the day, the one giving of himself or herself to save a stranger. But you're not the hero of this story. 
In this story, you are the poor person lying helpless in the dirt on the side of the road in desperate need of a savior. Jesus is the good Samaritan. Jesus is the hero of the story. And that makes all the difference. You are the helpless, hot mess of a person who is rejected by the good people. The good people. The priests and the Levite do not think it's their job to help you. You're not worth it. You're not their obligation. So they leave you for dead. You are the victim in this story and you lie there in the dirt, helpless and rejected, when someone also rejected and hated by the good people comes to help you. Jesus is telling this parable to Jews and Jews know for sure that Samaritans are not their neighbor. They are convinced that God hates the Samaritans. And yet it is and yet it is the rejected one who without hesitation binds up your wounds and puts you on his animal and takes you to an inn and pays for your care. This man is a Samaritan, someone hated and rejected by the Jews. He takes you to an inn, likely in the Jewish town of Jericho, where he would be at great personal risk from the locals. They may very well beat him or kill him after he sets you up in the inn. This is what Jesus does for you. Jesus comes to you in your helpless bondage to sin and the devil and he washes you clean. And he cares for you. He gives of himself to save you. He risks his life and gives his life to give you eternal life. Jesus rescues you from sin, death, and hell. This parable is about what Jesus has done for you. You have been saved by Jesus, but Jesus does not leave you to simply bask in his salvation, as you see here as Jesus asked the lawyer. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. And the lawyer answers, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. The priest and the Levite may think that they have good reasons and excuses for not helping the wounded man. They may justify their lack of compassion in their minds, but they're wrong. By rejecting their neighbor, they are rejecting God. Jesus calls you to become a neighbor to those in need. So what is the main point of the parable of the Good Samaritan? Is it to have faith in Jesus? Or is it to love your neighbor? Yes. The main point is both. Jesus saves you and calls you to love your neighbor. And it's not so much about who is your neighbor, but for you to become a neighbor to those in need, regardless of who they are. You do not love God and love your neighbor now to earn eternal life. You love God and love your neighbor because you have eternal life. You go and do likewise because you are a baptized child of God, because you are an heir of eternal life. Now Jesus portrays himself in this parable as a Samaritan, a hated outsider, rejected by the religious leaders. Today Jesus remains a hated outsider, rejected by religious leaders. Jesus is rejected because he is not the kind of savior folks are looking for. Jesus is rejected because he does not bring the message that you are good enough just the way you are. Instead, he brings the message that you are a sinner who needs to repent, who needs to turn from sin and believe the good news that Jesus has died for your sins. 
Jesus brings the message that you cannot save yourself. You cannot earn eternal life. You need Jesus. You are helpless and you need someone to save you. This is not a popular message. Folks want to be the hero of their own story. They want to be the one who calls the shots and does what needs to be done. They want Jesus to stand by and applaud for them for just being their sinful selves. People want to hear that Jesus loves you just the way you are. But that is not the real Jesus. The real Jesus loves you and takes away your sin. The real Jesus does not leave you helpless in your guilt and shame. No, he lifts you up, he cleans you up, he pays the price for you, and he sets you on a better path. Jesus sends you to be his hands and feet in the world. To have compassion and care for others the way he cares for you. Jesus loves you too much to let you be the hero. If you were the hero, you'd be lost in your sin. Jesus loves you enough to save you and send you. The main point of the parable is that Jesus saves you and sends you to serve. Jesus loves you and cares for you. You go and do likewise. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith. Until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. Families and communities of those who grow in weakness and need may have a deep and 
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For our nation, that you would bless our leaders with your wisdom and guard us from the rising ungodliness in our land, that your gospel may be preached boldly and continue to bear fruit and grow. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For all who are lonely, that those in care facilities, those who require ongoing care, and those in hospice, especially Shauna, Rob, Marie, Frank, Roxanne, Jesse, Marissa, as well as our brothers and sisters in need of this congregation will be comforted by our mercy and visitation. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who stand with the saints who have loved you and known the delight of your favor, that they may be brought at last into your eternal presence in the marriage supper of the Lamb that knows no end. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, who have been faithful to us and deserve none of your mercies, lead us to receive them with grateful hearts and to be faithful unto death, that we may receive the crown of everlasting life. Hear us in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, through whom, with whom, and in whom be all honor and glory, both now and forever.
Grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he is promised. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. The same way also took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it all. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you all.
We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord look upon us with favor and give us peace. Amen. Amen.